Welcome to Praying the Psalms. My name is Ambrale Thomas. Today we'll be using Psalm 24. The Contemplative Sunday School class picked the Psalms last year as their focus to shape and form us, to speak to our hearts and minds, and to draw us to our Creator God. Reflect for yourself what is your intention for participating today. If you have a candle, light it as a reminder that the presence of the Holy Spirit is with us. Our centering time will be hymn 701. Get comfortable, however that might be for you today. Put your hand loosely over your nose and feel your breath for a few cycles. Rest your hand gently in your lap and close your eyes. Feel the weight of your body resting on the earth and settle into the present moment. Place your cupped hands face down. Drop into God's hands things that distract you, that worry you. Everything you wish you could control, your fear, anxiety, guilt, shame. Watch those things drop into God's hands which are much bigger than yours. We might be powerless over these things, but God is not. Turn your hands up. Receive God's love. Listen for God's Spirit to speak to you. What gifts might God be giving you today? Continue to settle into this time today as we listen to Lord Prepare Me. The opening prayer incorporates the words of hymn 19. Dear God of great and God of small, God to whom all things belong, Alleluia. God of never-ending power, yet beside me every hour, Alleluia. 
God of silence, God of sound, alleluia. God of death and God of birth, God of now and days before, God who reigns forevermore, alleluia, alleluia, praise be your name, amen. Robert Alter notes in his commentary of the psalm that this psalm is liturgical in nature. One can easily imagine a procession of pilgrims ascending the temple while a chorus chants the questions of the psalm and responds. Alter also notes that the temple within the lofty walled city of Jerusalem is not only the place where Israel is joined with God through harmonious worship, but also the citadel with which Israel prevails against its enemies. Many scholars have proposed that the second set of questions in the poem refer to a different procession in which the Ark of the Covenant is brought into the temple. If, in fact, the Ark was sometimes carried out to the battlefield, that would provide a special motivation for the reference to God as a warrior. Listen now to Alter's translation of the psalm, and in the silence afterwards, perhaps reflect on what song you sing as you come to worship God. Psalm 24, a David psalm. The earth is the Lord's in its fullness, the world and the dwellers within it. For he on the seas did found it, and on the torrents set it firm. Who shall go up on the mount of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? The clean of hands and the pure of heart, who have given no oath in a lie and sworn not of deceit. He shall bear blessing from the Lord and bounty from his rescuing God. This is the generation of his seekers, those who search out your presence, Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and rise up external portals, that the King of glory may enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, most potent and valiant, the Lord who is valiant in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift up external portals, that the King of glory may enter. Who is he, the King of glory? The Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. We will now listen to Nan Merrill's contemplative interpretation of the psalm. When reading her words on paper, one is struck by the words that are capitalized, by her expanded vocabulary to reference the Almighty. In her poem, God is the giver of life, gracious one, heart of love, compassionate one, beloved, heart of your heart, life of your life. In the silence after the reading, perhaps reflect, as David David Plains did, how in Psalm 24 that worship is to shape one's character 
in one's conduct towards others. Psalm 24. The earth is yours, O giver of life, in all its fullness and glory, the world and all those who dwell therein, for you have founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend your hill, O gracious one, and who shall stand in your holy place? All who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false, nor make vows deceitfully. All these will be blessed by the heart of love and renewed through forgiveness. Such is the promise to those who seek love's face. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the compassionate one may come in. Who is the compassionate one, the beloved, strong and steadfast, the beloved, firm and sure? Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the compassionate one may come in. Who is this compassionate one? The beloved, heart of your heart, life of your life, this is the compassionate one. W. David O. Taylor, in his book, Open and Unafraid, The Psalms as a Guide for Life, says this is a psalm of creation. Taylor tells of a sacred game he learned to play, the divine game of Pensaski. Author Pensaski loves the analogies of the psalms because analogies get you so close you can smell the sweat. They're warm-blooded and they make you feel something. That's why the Bible is loaded with them when you get down to talking about God. Author and Helen Pazansky developed the game while they were on their yearly camping trip to a beautiful lake. The game consists of choosing a natural object, then describing it to the best of your ability what characteristic of God it reveals. Some examples of the game are one person points out an eagle and the other reflects and describes what the eagle swooping down reflects to them about God's character. Perhaps they say God's freedom to be God without a single restraint. A sunset might express the rest and tranquility of God and also blaze with passion. A flower might express God's extravagance and also his gentleness and attention to detail. Maybe an ant expresses God's ability to do big things quietly. After Eugene Peterson's contemporary paraphrase of the psalm, in the silence afterwards perhaps reflect Taylor's suggestion to name one way this psalm of creation has changed your perception of creation. Psalm 24 God claims earth and everything in it. God claims world and all who live in it. 
He built it on ocean's foundations, laid it out on the river's girders. Who can climb Mount God? Who can scale the holy north face? Only the clean-handed, only the pure-hearted, men who won't cheat, women who won't seduce. God is at their side. With God's help, they can make it. This Jacob is what happens to God-seekers, God-questers. Wake up, you sleepy-head city. Wake up, you sleepy-head people. King Glory is ready to enter. Who is this King Glory, God, armed and battle-ready? Wake up, you sleepy-head city. Wake up, you sleepy-head people. King Glory is ready to enter. Who is this King Glory? God of the angel armies, he is King Glory. After the next reading of the NRSV, in a short pause, we will listen to a poem by Lawrence Wider. It is found in his book, Words to God's Music, a new book of psalms. The book has a poem for each psalm that he wrote in response to the psalm. When read alongside the psalm, they can make listening to the song of the psalms a familiar yet freshly profound experience. In the silence afterwards, perhaps rest in the presence of the divine creator without an agenda. Listen to God to speak before responding. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. For he has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false, and do not swear deceitfully, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek Him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Jacob lay down in the waste and slept, dreamed, woke, and shook, and saw the ground he stood on had a name. Currents on the open ocean, wells below bank sand, magnetic concentration cloaked by ice, deep space ionic winds. Nowhere is empty, full with the names for the namelessness. 
Get up. The door can never shut. Any door lets angels go and come. We will end with Stephen Mitchell's adaption of the psalm from the Hebrew and again rest in silence. In the foreword of Mitchell's book, A Book of Psalms, he says that the dominant theme of the greatest of the psalms is a rapturous praise, a deep, exuberant gratitude for being here. The psalmists, in the order of their praise, enter the Sabbath mind and stand at the center of creation saying, Behold, it is very good. He ends the foreword by saying that the greatest poems are inadequate. Pure prayer begins at the threshold of silence. It says nothing, asks for nothing, is a kind of listening. The deeper the listening, the less we listen for, until silence itself becomes the voice of God. Psalm 24 The earth belongs to the Lord, and everything on it is His. For he founded it in empty space and breathed his own life breath into it, filling it with manifold creatures, each one precious in his sight. Who is fit to hold power and worthy to act in God's place? Those with a passion for the truth who are horrified by injustice, who act with mercy to the poor, take up the cause of the helpless, who have let go of selfish concerns and see the whole world as sacred, refusing to exploit her creatures or to foul her waters and lands. Their strength is in their compassion. God's light shines through their hearts. Their children's children will bless them, and the work of their hands will endure. Say your own prayer of thanksgiving for this time today before the closing prayer. The closing prayer will be hymn 106, which is an Advent song based in part on verses 7 through 10 of the psalm. 
It has been used in the Church of Sweden for almost 200 years.